and welcome to the McYappin Fries Movie Podcast. My name is Gavin. I mean, and together, Ian, my, Ian, and myself, what we like to do is that we like to talk about movies, and that we'll put a mic in front of us, and we'll talk talk about some movie news, and we do movie reviews. It's some good. might even call it a podcast. Yes, yes, you could call it that. It's a pretty review heavy episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be reviewing Despicable Me Two. Uh, we'll both be reviewing Man of Steel, but we'll be doing that last because, and we'll get to that in a little bit, and uh, we shall be reviewing Man of Tai Chi, the directorial debut of Keanu Reeves. And also I'll be covering uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim. So yeah, so we'll we'll skim through the news just a little bit, yeah. but before we get into any of that, if any of you have any questions or if you would like to send any comments our way, you can email us at podcast at mcyappenfries.com. That's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. If you'd like to complain about the quality of the um, last podcast, the sound quality, you can email that. You can just say, Dear Ian, at the front of that the, email. The sound quality in the last episode <laughs> was truly atrocious. <laughs> um, and for those of you who... Um, uh, who have listened to us more than once. Uh, thank you very much. Um, and just to explain where we've been, we've just been really busy. Ian's been out of the country. You went home for a while. Oh, back to, back to the outside. I've been incredibly busy just trying to finish my film. And for those of you who do follow the podcast, every once in a while, we, I do throw in some shameless nuggets about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. What do you have for us for news? For the news, you haven't seen Fast and Furious Six yet, have you? No, I refuse. You refuse. I refuse. Why? I don't know. So, <laughs> so no, yeah, I saw, I saw the first three and then I gave up. But everyone, everyone has been telling me that I need to start watching it again because it suddenly became awesome. Yes, and you know, but apparently you have to watch. That's the thing. I gave up two, three. Well, I didn't even watch one, two. But it's supposed to be three, four, five, six. They're a set. Yeah, yeah. So, but I've heard that. Uh, and I'm always up for more Lucas Black, so we should just do a rewatch. Lucas Black. I mean, that guy is just a paragon of facial expression. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, he's he's right up there with the greats. He looks like a back of a truck. Like Bolo Young. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but even Chiron was telling me that Fast Five is, isn't just a good Fast and Furious movie, it's a good movie. Yeah, so, uh, it's, it, it's great. So he's passed that to me. I am, I am seriously considering checking it out, also because I understand that there's a very cool spoiler at the end of, uh, the end of Furious 6. Yes, oh, it's incredibly cool. Yes, yes, yes. So that alone, as kind of a fan, I have to fucking see number seven now. Yeah, because yeah. I did that the same at the pre- uh, end of the previous one where they had Eva Mendes and The Rock come back for something like, or that, that, the previous, previous one where they first brought those guys in. Yeah. They're yeah. just at the end going, oh, look. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool but if you have seen the Fast and Furious 6 you know, will know and I think I mentioned that on our review a couple of podcasts back that the climax takes place with our gang chasing a giant airplane mm-hmm. and it goes on for quite a while uh, someone at the BBC actually went out and did the calculation to figure out how long because they're driving pretty fast yep. bes- beside this plane holding yep. it down yep. someone did the calculation of how long that actual Every review I read for this movie says that uh, as awesome as as much as we love this movie, this movie makes no sense whatsoever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The laws of physics can go fuck themselves. You've seen the publicity photo with Therese Gibson flying between the tank and the car. Yeah, it's like realism, not pictured. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Here's my money. But that's one thing from jumping from car to car or having cars do slightly off things. The fact is, this runway would need to be about twenty six miles an hour. Where? It's off the edge of the page. The math. The math. God damn it. This is great TV. Mm. <laughs> you were all into it and now you're fucking searching for it holy you shit me up, have man. you fucking <laughs> uh, alright well while you're doing that how long was it while you're doing that um, here's a movie that's near and dear to my heart for reasons that, are pure, that purely are all about my age is uh, the third Expendables movie I mean being honest about it the first two Expendables movies are stupid yeah they're shit 
Uh, they've got they've got they got some cool moments here and there, and it's cool to see all those boys in one movie. But beyond that, the movies are kind of lame. The car's bigger than my shoe. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> That was the, one of the good jokes. That was one of the good jokes, actually. Yeah, I mean, you were absolutely right. When they weren't referencing their own movies, they were great. They were actually quite funny. But yeah. one, you know, it just got to be one too many. Uh, but the, there's a recent development. There was a there was a, a rumor that Mel Gibson was going to be in the third Expendables mm-hmm. film as the villain. That he was eyeing that role. Apparently, it's already confirmed that Wesley Snipes is in it. Oh, okay. Uh, no surprise there. You know, dude's got to earn some fucking money. Dude's got to get paid. <laughs> Maybe knock yourself down a peg, dude. Stop, stop trying to announce to black women everywhere that you like Asian women. Maybe, maybe that'll stop pissing people off so much. And stop being such a dick. Yeah, I saw the behind the scenes of fucking Blade Three. You're a dick, dude. So what we talking about anyway? <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, I am a huge fan. I hope Wesley Snipes comes back. Yeah. Um, but Mel- uh, Stallone tweeted, "Mad Max versus Barney Ross." Dot dot dot. So and some people are saying we're not sure if this makes it official. What do you think? What was the movie? Why would he do that? What was the movie? But he came, he had some Twitter blunder a while ago where he came out about how their movie's going to be slightly better than some other action movie, and the director schooled him on like you're old and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 some shit. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, how do you feel about that? Would you like to see Mel Gibson in Expendables Three? I don't know. I'm not so sure I would. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I didn't watch what. And this has nothing to do with his bullshit or anything. Oh, really? Just, yeah. No, I haven't seen him in anything in a while, so... Because he's, uh, he's in the new Machete movie, right? Isn't he the villain in, in the Is Machete? He? I didn't know that. I think so. I think he's the villain I in the Machete I keep Machete keep the trailer and not watching it. Machete! <laughs> I haven't seen it. Alright, so have you found that piece of information? Yes, so okay. uh, that, according to according to their calculations, the speed of the cars, the rough speed of the plane... We're back to Furious 6 now. People. The runway should be about 18 um, miles or 30 kilometers long. Uh, the longest airport on the road is currently 3.5 right. miles. So, yeah. That, it needs, there was a runway that was a circle, a perfect donut. It's interesting anyway. I mean, you don't think the time, they also bend time in those movies as well. Maybe they're compressing more into the less takeoff time. Maybe yeah, it's not actually yeah. that long. But you do kind of wonder if, if that's all planned or whether that was just a sort of a happy accident that kind of happened. Cause it probably went on for so long. The fast the, no, they're going to explain that with bits in the next when six. You, when you watch the first two movies, you don't really get the sense that there was some grand plan. No. No, it's only in three. It's when... Justin Lin? Yeah, that's what I mean. When it was, only, on it was only when the third third one happened that there was... It was after the third one that they yeah. had this bizarre sense of continuity. They, they had the... the They've created. Vin Diesel the walked in at the end of the movie, apparently, they've, right? They have officially created their own world. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's more complicated than the it's, Marvel Universe. It's view askew with yeah. cars. <laughs> there was a problem with that, though. There's somebody had some problems with it that, that don't match up, but never mind. Right. The timeline doesn't make sense. Is, is it bugging you? Do you want to talk about it? No. <laughs> uh, so, this is a weird thing I did want to speak on. Um, so, apparently, a while ago. Uh, James Franco starred as Janet Lee in an art installation based on Psycho. I'll put photos up of that we have of this on site, but... Uh, That's insane. It's weird. James Franco's weird. So it's, it's Psycho Nekirima. It was in London, uh, one of the London Gat Galleries. Mm-hmm. So it was a, there's an insta- a video installation with him playing Janet Lee from Psycho in the right. shower and driving at the beginning. Right, right, right. And then I think they have... I saw some other photos, I'll put the link up to, where they have segments of like the... It's like the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. It's a, you walk through it and it's all like, you're gonna die. And this is a shot on the actual place, right? Like the, yeah, for the, the, for the installation, video installation parts, they shot it in Bates Motel, the actual set on, it's Universal, right? Yeah, Universal, yeah. You see Universal are gonna have a Cabin in the Woods ride. Is it Universal? It's Universal, right? 
I th- yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard about the ride, but... Um, it's Universal Studios, I think. Okay, right, right. No, I heard about that. That would be insane. That would be awesome. That'd be and that's, I didn't realize that had been successful enough to get a ride. I recently saw that again uh, just a few days ago. It was on TV, and I forgot how, how great how good it's it was. So it's, it's so funny. It's so good. It's funny. <laughs> You're not even listening to me. Boom! Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> what? Heard any noises from outside. It's a car outside. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Sorry guys, we usually record on like the ninth floor of an apartment. So today we're at uh, we're, today we're in the ground floor. There's cars outside and shit. It's it's fucking eating up. Yeah. So um, Comic Con is on this week. So we'll post up. I'll probably post a few little summaries every day or something like that if anyone wants. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few things that have been launched already. So there was that cool Godzilla poster. Yeah, I would. I mean, at the moment, Godzilla is the only thing that I'm kind of interested in in terms of panels oh, really? uh, and and the Wilfred panel and. Um, I am curious to see what the big announcement is that Fox are going to do. Oh no, actually, I'd be interested in going to the um, the dawn of the uh, the Planet of the Apes panel. That'll, oh, be, okay. that'll be interesting, yeah. especially if Andy Serkis is going to be there. Because they haven't shown much on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's going to be going there, and uh, also Fox is going to be making some big announcement, which everyone is assuming is going to be a new Predators movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Not X Force. Uh, possible, but X Force hasn't been getting the same kind of buzz that a new Predator movie has. Yeah. Um, there's you sound so Hollywood right now. So get a buzz. Not get the same numbers, man. <laughs> it hasn't been developed. It hasn't gotten the same kind of heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're in this town. You're either you're either hot or you're not. I don't see how they can make Cable and Bishop work. Um, I, yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's weird. Very <laughs> weird. Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Hauer. Do you yeah. keep the giant metal arm? And Keith David. Keith David. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they are. So they've said they're going to make this big announcement, and everyone's assuming that it's a new Predator movie because on the Predator's website, there is this whole thing where um, it's the it's, counting down. It's the it's the Predator sort of infrared. Yeah. Looking down on a map of San Diego. Oh. Uh, looking looking down on the city grid of San Diego. I didn't even hear that. So I mean, that's pretty below the radar after doing that they forgot to, like who is checking the predator site in 2013 well I only just found out about this <laughs> it's like somebody logs in every day and has a look nope no news <laughs> I, I only just found out about this this morning I was just like oh, oh shit oh, oh I was logged into the predator's website for I, a while. I just never thought to look for a predator sequel because I just wasn't that particularly impressed with the with the other one I thought it was solid but yeah it was it was solid it was fine it wasn't a film that needed a direct continuation it's like oh shit it was better okay I mean it was better than Alien versus Predator but mm. that's about it you know I mean like I wouldn't you know, I know, I know they, they, they pretty much tried to follow the blueprint of the first one. Oh, yeah. Slavish. To, to a T. To a, you know, but, um, no, not to a T, like to a fault. But it was just, I don't know, some parts worked and some parts didn't. I liked, I liked the casting. Mm. I thought the, the cast was great. Walton Goggins was fucking funny. The thing is, Walton Goggins is great in everything he yeah. does. You, know, have you, I, have you, you saw, what was it? it was I thought Adrian Brody, Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Brody did a pretty good job. Although, once he went shirtless, yeah. it's kind of like, dude, you're, hey. not, you're not Arnold. Oh, but he's not supposed to. He's a more lean guy. But, um, and his Christian and his Batman voice was kind of annoying. Yeah, well, that's true. Did you see GI Joe Retribution at all? No. Oh, okay, so you haven't seen Walton Goggins' best role of the of the year. Oh, is he in that? <laughs> He's in that. He's in everything. He just turns up. Himself <laughs> and Lena Headey have everything sewn up. I'd love Lena Headey, dude. Because we saw that, that that ad for the purse I've today. Of, I've been a she's fan in, of hers ever since Jungle Book. She's in three hundred. <laughs> she's in three hundred. The Rise of an Empire. Yes, she is. She's in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she was in Sarah Chronicles. She's in The Purge. She's in The Purge. That was the one that got me. And yeah. uh, and Judge Dredd. And Judge Dredd. She was, yeah, she, she was, was in Judge Dredd. Dredd. Yeah, yeah. She was Mama. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she was in something else as well recently. Oh, I can't remember what that was. Oh! My mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! Yeah, we haven't changed. Yeah, you yeah. uh, <laughs> go. No, it's, it's gone. I can't remember. Anywho, 
Riveting. Riveting stuff. So yeah, the Godzilla poster's cool though. I yes. Do, I do. No, I did, I did, it looks like the old that. school Godzilla made out of building trash, which yeah, is yeah. great. No, I did like that. Uh, I'll put up post pictures as well of the new suit that Tom Cruise is wearing for All You Need Is Kill, which has been required a retitled uh, Edge of Tomorrow, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, his headgear is slightly bigger than everyone else's, so he can be the same height as everyone. Oh no, it's the boots. I'd say his boots are like fucking. Yeah, huge. He's got some. He's got. He's got the less stat boots on. Yeah, the less stat <laughs> boots. Yeah, yeah, he had to wear the, the lift, so he, he had to stand on a box and shit, so he didn't look shorter than Brad Pitt. Fish boots? In Interview with the Vampire. Huh? Fish boots? They made a stingray. Fish taste pork? Fish boots? <laughs> You've seen the suicide, suicide Kings, right? Where Dennis Leary is wandering around, he's like, made out of stingray. It's like, what, you got fish boots? <laughs> Every, everyone <laughs> says it to him. Everybody. Uh. But yeah, we'll get to fish taste pork in a while. So I'll put up the photos of this. Um, a lot of trailers. Did you see the one for Old Boy? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, it's looking very similar. I I don't know. I saw the poster and was completely underwhelmed by it. Really? Girl, that's posters though. I, I haven't seen a good poster in a long time. Yeah, I know, but it was like for, for this one, I just expected something else. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like Spike Lee as a filmmaker. I think, mm. you know, I love um, Inside Man, fucking 25th Hour is an amazing film. Malcolm X is amazing. He's done amazing films. So I expect him to do something at the very least pretty awesome. What was the first one? Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Mo better blues. Uh, fucking all kind. Of, I mean, like uh, Summer of Sam. I mean, I mean, these, some of the, these movies have their detractors, but I love these movies. Yeah. And so, I was actually very excited about the whole idea of him of doing him being, old boy. Of being of him doing old boy. I was more excited when Christian Bale was attached. Mm. Uh, but you know, still, I mean, I like Josh Brolin. Fucking Goonies, you know. But. <laughs> and there was something about the poster that just kind of pissed me off it's him like getting out of this trunk oh. you know and I was just like fuck this movie <laughs> and, then, and then the trailer you're not came, fickle at all are you and then the trailer came out and I'm like no fuck it I'm not watching it I'm not watching it I'm gonna wait, wait till the movie comes out I don't wanna Nothing, nothing, nothing about what I'm saying is saying that I'm, I'm not gonna go see this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am gonna go see this. You're movie. You're just a child. I just don't want to watch the trailer. <laughs> I don't want it. I just don't want to watch the trailer. <laughs> well, it was kind of cool, but there is. I mean, the, the the corridor scene with the hammer is pretty much looks intact. Same thing for the Conjuring. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there opening night, but I haven't. I refuse to watch a trailer. Okay. Okay. The last two trailers I saw showed me the entire fucking. Movie. Was one of the Elysium? Uh, no. You didn't watch the international trailer? I, I didn't watch the last trailer. The international trailer explains why everything's happening. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, like why he... Because he looks, doesn't look sick, right, in the posters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something happens that... I see, I see, I see. That he's more bitter than that, and there's a bit more background on what's going on and everything. So right. it's like... Oh. Nah, fuck that. Oh, and, well, the thing you will like is the Elysium trailer shows uh, Shalto Copley. Mm-hmm. Jodie Foster seems to be doing a weird South African accent, because he only gets two or three words in the trailer, and like, hello, or mm-hmm. activate Kruger. She, says, she just says activate Kruger and you know you've seen the poster of uh, Matt Damon with the metal endoskeleton on yep 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 uh, Sheldon Copley's got one of those as well uh huh so it's like activate him and he just cuts to Sheldon Copley hair longer than yours all disheveled as fuck with a fucking sword yeah no I've seen that bit and then there's just a lot more of the two of them going at it cool which looks like the action in the third part of this movie is going to be amazing well he is uh, another reason I'm Excited to watch Old Boy. He's the villain, mm. Shelter Copley. He's great. I really like him. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vickers? Yeah. Hmm? Vickers? Vickers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of tying into what, you know, uh, our Man of Tai Chi review. Did you see Ken Watanabe's in a Japanese version of Unforgiven? 
I heard that he was doing this. I heard the trailer came out, but I haven't seen it. The trailer's been released, and it I is, saw the poster. The poster is, is almost exactly it's the, the Unforgiven poster. He's yeah. standing there, like yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's, a, there's a few more swords in the in the show, uh-huh, but uh-huh. it definitely keeps the Japanese slash Western feel. Of something I think it's like, a great yeah. idea. I mean, yeah. uh, that that whole tone and and sort of pace and meditative feel lends itself really well to Japanese cinema. And they've got a part of Japan that you can look off into these fantastic, beautiful snow-tapped mountains, mm-hmm. like really close, mm-hmm. but then they're also sweeping down into Western-style valleys. Right. And there's, I mean, it's all in Japanese, but like, they've got the guns, but Ken Watanabe's also got a sword. Awesome. So I want to see if, I don't know if every, he's trying not every, to use that. Every cinema hero should have a gun and a sword. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I mean, I think it's very, I think it's very unfair. You're cheating the movie-going public yeah. from an, an added thrill. Yeah. You got to give people shit that they can fuck with. Uh, it makes a bad movie marginally better. Yeah. It makes a good movie awesome. <laughs> Actually, that was something from that was missing from Man of Tai Chi. Could have could have used a couple more swords. A couple more swords. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was no weapon, guys. Was no, there? no, no. There was no weapon. And it was, uh, I, I think Keanu Reeves must There's have been just, he was just like dude I've been fucking doing a samurai movie for the last seven months yeah. so I'm gonna th- I'm gonna vomit if I watch if I see a fucking sword <laughs> 47 well, Ronin that shit still isn't out yeah but they're probably saving that for the sequel Mano Tai Chi 2 oh yeah Tai Chi for that did you I mean another trailer a couple of trailers not a quick couple of trailers did you see the Alan Partridge Alpha Papa one while I was while we were away uh, no I didn't it's weird. Is it? Alan seems a bit more likable, which seems wrong, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, he's supposed to be a shithead, right? Mm-hmm. But Colin Meany is a DJ at the station that he's currently working at, and, like, they go into a meeting, and it just shows um, Alan Partridge, like, with the whiteboard. It's just like, so here's my plan for saving the company. It's just like, fire Pat. And Pat's Colin Meany's character, who, mm-hmm. sees, who takes the, the radio station hostage, and he'll only talk to Alan Partridge. So it's an action movie. Right. Crossword. What's that one with Brendan Fraser in the rock station? Oh, uh, Airheads. Airheads, yeah. So it's like Airheads meets The Negotiator. Yes. <laughs> meets fucking something meets. stupid. <laughs> so South Park. By, by way of Winterbottom. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of trailer, did you see um, the trailer for Escape Plan? I saw it briefly, yeah. That looks this is amazing. The one with, this is the tomb, right? This looks fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Yeah, this is a Prison Break movie with Arnold and fucking Sly Stallone, and it looks awesome. I mean, awful. No, awesome. It actually looks pretty good. <laughs> Stallone built the place, and Arnie wants a way out, right? No, no, no. Stallone is Stallone is the guy that you hire. You throw him into. Oh, yeah. You throw him into your prison so he can break, break out. out and tell you what's wrong with your system. But no one knows that he's a he's like that, and actually now it's happened to him for realsies. Now he's thrown in there, and he's been sort of left for dead, left in the black. So. He's got and and, Ar- and uh, Arnie is uh, another prisoner, and they sort of team up to break out of it. Yeah, but it's just fucking funny. <laughs> it's just fucking funny. There's they 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 have this this fight between the two of them. Yeah, and Stallone punches Arnold in the face, and Arnold looks at him and goes, "You hit like a vegetarian." <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those classic classic cheesy moments that you're like, "I'm there. You're I'm so totally, totally sold." Cool. That's another trailer that showed too much. Yeah. As, I mean, it showed way too much. I mean, you should really try and avoid showing anything from the third act. Yeah, I mean, it should I don't just be all set up. You know, why would you want to just... And there's shitloads of it. Yeah. I mean, at least do it a little bit. I mean, one thing... Okay, uh, like Star Trek Into Darkness. They had a couple of third act moments in there. 
that that they didn't that when they showed it in the trailer it's it so out of context it's so out of context like a shot of the two ships opposite each other for, 30, for a second or two is not going to spoil the fact you don't know what that black ship is you know or anything else but yeah. it's where they're like the lovely bones I'm dead oh and here's my murderer and he might kill my sister exactly exactly the trailer for the lovely bones was fuck you mean even it even showed the sister sneaking in his house bullshit yeah that's like one of the most tense moments in the books yeah you know and you fucking give that away in the trailer but yeah escape plan don't watch the trailer that fucking shit gave too much away but I am looking forward to this movie they're, they're doing um, a fan screening at Comic Con oh okay yeah actually now that I think about it if I could go to Comic Con this would be the first on my list fucking fan screening of escape plan with a Q&A with Arnold and Sly after oh so you know you're down with that yeah <laughs> Uh, then just quick two last trailers to talk about there's the Runner Runner trailer and the Wolf of Wall Street the Wolf of Wall Street looks hilarious but I don't know what it's about <laughs> I, I've heard so many people say that <laughs> it looks funny it's one of those things where you can do like the ch- a six year old like you know um, the end of DiCaprio is a man in a suit who has parties yeah yeah I know I know I, yeah. I, it's like it looks great yeah. I'm there I have no idea what it's about. No idea. I mean, it, it seems to go wrong for him somehow, but there's... And, oh, the, there's the FBI, but... Oh, shit, Jonah Hill. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. We should do those real trailer things on it. It's like, oh, look, there's Jonah Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's... Is that Jamie Presley? Is it? I don't is think it? so. No. Matthew McConaughey's there. Matthew McConaughey's there with amazing hair. Yeah. And starts just the weirdest fucking moments. It's like... Mm, mm. Matthew McConaughey, it's like he's just had this resurgence that is going to be crystallized with Nolan's Interstellar. Yeah. It's just like, dude, sorry, sorry. The McConaughey's continues. I'm so sorry I doubted you. <laughs> I loved a time to kill. You heard? <laughs> what was it? Paramount gave Warner Brothers half their half or their share of Interstellar because they like Nolan. And as a result, Paramount were able to go ahead with a Friday the 13th movie because some elements of the Jason character belong to Warner Brothers and all like that. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was the Tina Review said it. Is it, it, it did. Uh, it was more of a question, but it seemed to indicate that that's how they managed to get the rights that way. Oh shit! Yeah, because um, for some reason Nolan seemed to have a deal with Paramount for something. But Warner Brothers want all that dirty, filthy Nolan money for themselves. Wow, I had no idea about that. Yeah, double check for it. Uh, runner, runner. Then just it kind of looks good. It's good to see Affleck playing a bad guy. Yeah. Like a, a tough bad guy. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I saw that trailer. That's another trailer that I think gives away too much. Probably. Uh, you know, I mean, like we, we, it's it's okay to show that Affleck's a bad guy, but to show the extent. To show him feeding people to alligators. Yeah, I think you know, I mean, that 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 that's a nice little thing you want to say for people who actually pay to go see the movie. You yeah. Know? Uh, but. Uh, beyond that, I, I I thought I thought it looked pretty cool. I mean, it I it's directed by Brad Furman, who directed um, the Lincoln Lawyer, mm-hmm. which was the big, one of the the early stages of the McConaughey's. Yes. And um, I, I I liked the Lincoln Lawyer. I thought it was a very solid movie. It also, it also had a really good Ryan Phillippe uh, performance. Hmm. Actually, I mean, to me, I actually like Ryan Phillippe. As an actor. <laughs> I, I do. I do. <laughs> when you think about it, Cruel Intentions, way of the gun. Yes. Those two movies alone should give you a fucking get out of jail free. He was in. What was the one with the dude with the mask? Thirteen? Oh, uh, no, that was um, that was Frank Franklin. 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 He was in that. Wasn't he, he was in that. Yeah, yeah, with his fucking his the mask wearing martial artist. Yeah. yeah. Which apparently was him. Yeah. That movie just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, it didn't uh, it didn't make much noise. For those of you listening at home, Gavin's just gone to close the door, so you you can't hear the tremendous flood outside. We're in the tropics. We're in the tropics. Should we talk about the situation in the colonies? 
Uh, finishing off the news then. Um, io9 had a video a while ago of some footage from the, the remaking Plan 9 from Outer Space, but they're like purpose. They're not purposely trying to make it as bad as the 50s one. Oh, yeah? But they're doing it in a real B-movie style. So, but it is like modern day rednecks. But weird. So they've released just a scene of them arguing about stuff and it just looks quite odd, but it could be cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's not shot by shot. It's kind of like just, you know, updating it to the modern day. Well, before, before we uh, get into reviews, mm -hmm. I'm just going to do a little uh, section which uh, I like to call my Gavin's Toy of the Week. Mm -hmm. uh, this is very... This is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's been mentioned in uh, past podcasts. But uh, for, the, for the longest time, I wanted my very own noisy cricket. <laughs> <laughs> and the good people at Factory Entertainment have now got a limited edition Men in Black noisy cricket prop replica. Holy shit. It's expensive. I want it? It's 400 US. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let me just read this uh, product description to you. Based directly on an, on an original prop loaned to Factory Entertainment from the Columbia Pictures archives, every noisy cricket is crafted from high-quality die-cast and machined metal components that are then polished or chrome-plated. Can it get better? You bet it can. Cock the cricket's hammer to light up the body with sequentially illuminated bright blue LEDs. You said cock. Which, <laughs> which flash upon trigger pull and hear the cricket's iconic chirping charge-up sound and blast discharge. So does it blow you backwards in the cars? Taken straight from the original studio audio tracks. Right, so it sounds like garbage. Each noisy cricket comes with a display stand, acrylic dust cover, numbered plaque, Ooh, acrylic. <laughs> COA, prop story booklet, display stand, and cover, as well as a numbered plaque and three 1.5 <laughs> battery pre <laughs> <laughs> You're all like, ooh, three what? Batteries. Yeah, but uh, we'll put this shit up as well. I mean, yeah. if, if you are a serious collector and you like this sort of thing... And you're not a Comic-Con? Yeah. <laughs> And if you're a fan of the Men in Black movies, and I am a fa and I am a big fan of the first one, and, and if you're a and fan I am, and I am an apologist for the third, and if you're a fan of all the uh, weapons, you know, prop weapons, if you see a pulse rifle, give me a shout. Yeah, you, you <laughs> still want that? You, you missed the boat on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Like seven, they're like they've doubled in price. I think you need to go to you need to you might need to go to eBay for that stuff. Uh. All right. Okay, so let's get into reviews. I'm going to kick it off with a really, really quick review of Despicable Me 2. Okay. Um, now, <laughs> this is why this review is going to be so quick. You've just turned into Larry Kane, sidling up to the mic. <laughs> it's a shame there's no camera, because yeah. he's, not, he's not lying, I actually have. I'm just like a really, really handsome Larry Kane. <laughs> Where's your suspenders? Where's my... Even down to the fucking hand gesture. Yeah. Um, so tell me. <laughs> Now, why is it that you, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, okay, here's a little confession. I didn't see Despicable Me 1. No. I didn't. Did I you had, have any I, clue what was going on? I had seen bits and pieces, and Despicable Me 1, once by the time you got to trailer 3, you kind of knew the story. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. No, you didn't see it. Yes, you did. can't say that. So, I haven't seen Despicable Me 1. So, you can't say that. Now, Despicable Me 2... Here's a little tip. You don't need to have seen Despicable Me 1 <laughs> to enjoy Despicable Me 2. Despicable Me, Despicable Me 2, it's very fun, and I would imagine the younger you are, the more fun it is. Mm. Um, the minions, for me, save the movie, uh, and I've heard that they're the best thing about the first one as well. Ba -da -ba. 
Yeah. Um, the I way they talk. I fucking love Stuart. Stuart is awesome. And I love Kevin. I, love I don't Dave. think they're as big uh, <laughs> mentioned in the previous ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they weren't. There's like, there's just, that was the whole gag in the first one. Is like, okay, fellas, Alan, quieten down. Because they're like, they're like, they're so... He created them, but yet, like, he pays them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bizarre. Yeah. But he knows every single one by name, which is just fantastic. Kevin, no, not now. I don't really want to talk too much. I don't really want to talk about the story because the story is so paper thin. I mean, really? you, you know exactly. And I mean, and that's not a that's not a bad thing, but it doesn't. You you watch the film for five minutes, you know exactly where it's going. Well, from what I saw, it's like he's working for the good guys now. Yeah, he's working for the good guys now. Okay. Um, What's the purple minion? Where's the purple minion come in? I don't the purple minion is one of the very very few surprises that's actually in there. So I'm not going to talk oh, okay. about where that comes in. Oops. Where that comes into. <laughs> Um, but that is quite funny. I yeah. mean, the minions are funny. The, the stuff between uh, Steve Carell and Kristen Wiig, it's, it's cute. Um, but I never found the movie... When the minions weren't there, I never laughed out loud. Mm. Uh, so it is a very solid piece of family entertainment. If you have kids, uh, you know, there's nothing that's going to offend anyone's sensibilities. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're going on a date, she'll like the minions. And you'll and you'll and you'll chicks like the minions. minions. Chicks, <laughs> chicks dig minions, and you'll like the minions too. Yeah. So that's my review. That's it. <laughs> that's it. No, I mean because there's there's. It's inoffensive. It's very inoffensive. Yeah. It's very inoffensive. It's a sh It's one of those things. It's kind of like Jello. Mm -hmm. You can't not you know you can't not like Jello. <laughs> so you're watching it, and even though you know certain parts of it are lame, you're like, oh, it's the minions are funny. Yeah. And no one's that no bit was like, oh look, the minion just done something funny, so it takes your mind off what you just saw that wasn't funny. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those movies that I just can't see offending anyone. Mm. So in that regard, perfect family entertainment. A bit like Turbo, but I'll review that next week. Yeah. Because fuck yeah. So that's my Despicable Me Two review. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna continue on with our uh, Pacific Rim review. So uh, Guillermo del Toro's latest, or as I like to call him, Mexican Cookie Monster. <laughs> Have you noticed he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he yeah, is yeah, Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, then yeah. we take the cookie and then we like to do the most of it. No, no, he does. He, <laughs> it's like a foul mouth Mexican cookie, cookie monster. monster. <laughs> Ginger cookie monster. Uh, so Pacific Rim is this giant, in case you haven't seen any of the trailers, you're living under a rock. It's uh, giant robots versus giant monsters in the Pacific. Yes. Aliens come through, Charlie Hun, Hun and Mumbles, and it's great. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that there's a, a dimensional rift under the Pacific Ocean. Monsters come out ever so often. It took like three or four days with conventional tanks and planes and shit to get rid of one of them. Mm -hmm. Everyone bands together as they do in these movies to build the, the Jaegers, so all the countries around the rim have their own Jaegers, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. giant robots. Mm -hmm. To drive them, they never really explained this, but I, I kind of retro, you know, I kind of plot hold it to say like, in order to have the machine move as fast to counter an animal like in an actual fight, mm -hmm. they need two pilots inside that are actually hooked into the, the thing. They don't just drive it with their suits. They don't just like manually, you know, they move their right arm, it moves its right arm. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but quite similar. Mm -hmm. Like each one of them controls one half of it. Right, it's, right. It's like two hemispheres of the same brain. It's eventually in. Kind of, yeah. Okay. They have to sync up the, the drift. Yeah. So you have this memory link between two people and you gotta be open and you can't chase the rabbit, which is focusing on one particular memory, which can go all kind of crazy because when you do that, the robot will do that, but you're in your dream world. Yeah, right, right. So the drift is also like compatibility, like, uh, at the beginning, there's no spoilers on this, but you know, Charlie Hunnam's brother and him are like, they're not military men as well, they're just brawlers, and that's perfect for what they're doing with the kaiju. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like, they do have some long range weapons, but most of it is just like, up front, beat them in the fucking yeah. face, or yeah. use your giant fucking chainsaw, which is amazing. It's hand to monster. Yeah. All right. It's hand to monster all the time. It's awesome. Uh, 
mixed mecha, mecha arts. Awesome. Um, Character-wise, that, that, that alone should yeah. sell you. I, I, everything else I say is just nitpicky after that. Yeah, it's I mean, like, what more do you need to know? Yeah, like people asking, what's the story? You know, what he, story? He loses, they're the the countries are retiring the Jaegers. They're going to build a huge seawall instead. Mm-hmm. But Captain uh, Idris Elba <laughs> wants to mount a last ditch chance. String, string of bells not going to let that shit stand. Yeah. Pentecost, <laughs> Pentecost stacker. I mean, is this Pentecost stacker for fuck's sake? I've heard there are some ridiculous names in this, like Ron Perlman's name is Hannibal Chow. Hannibal Chow, named after his favorite historical character and second favorite Chinese restaurant in Manhattan. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sounds amazing. It is. Um, there's a few weak points. So, yeah, Charlie Hunnan's lost his brother while he was merged, so he felt his fear and his death. Mm-hmm. So, But they want him bringing him back to drive one of the older Jaegers, because they have basically three or four of them left. There's a Russian group, an Australian group, or a lot of assholes, mate. And... Your man has a plan, but he's a bit cagey about it. And to kind of look for a replacement for Char- uh, Rayleigh's brother, that's uh, Charlie Hunnan's character, uh, they have Rinko Kikuchi as Mako Mori. Mm-hmm. And people are hailing her as a, as a really strong character, but her initial depictment in the film is really off-putting because she's Japanese and she's like uh, clipboard clipped to her chest and kind of like differential to everybody or losing her mind and going into the wrong room. Her, her room and Charlie Hunnan's room are opposite each other. And sort of getting all turned around and going into his room, like she's almost ditzy and simpering mm-hmm. at the start. Mm-hmm. And she's not supposed to go into the drift with Charlie Hunnam because she's some relationship with Captain Idris Elba. Sorry, Marshall Idris Elba. And <laughs> they don't, you know, that's a bit of intrigue there. Why, sh- why shouldn't she drift with him? She's pretty cool at fighting and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, you've seen photos of this, she's in the suits and so like that. So she does get the kick ass later. Yeah. But all the guys are lugheads. And, but they're kind of lughead jocks almost. You know, like the, the Top Gun comparisons are very similar. The Australian guys are just like, it's Iceman and um, Hollywood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are the two assholes. You know, like constantly. So it is Top Gun. Kind of, yeah. Totally fighting with Charlie Hunnam for nothing. One review, I think it was in uh, Rope of Silicon. Uh, that that uh, made comparison that came up. made that comparison is like yeah. this movie is ex- it follows the exact same story because they're they're, fight, they're they're fighting the end of human, humanity. Not to, not Why to, are they arguing? Not to say that's necessarily a bad thing. I yeah. fucking love Top Gun. Yeah, but Kelly McGillis in Top Gun is more badass. If this character was more like that, it would have made more sense. Would Tarantino's sort of homosexual sort of uh, theory work on Pacific Rim? It certainly works with the title. <laughs> There's only one woman in it. I mean, she is Kelly McGillis in Top Gun. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the instructor who also... I mean, they don't really end up together, which is good, because it does feel a bit tacked on, the relationship near the end. It does concentrate on robots killing monsters in a really clear way, so you can see all the awesome. Mm-hmm. So, it's badass. Go see it. Charlie Day, Burn Gorman are in it. Burn Gorman was in Dark Knight, and he was also in that old TV show, Torchwood, which is rubbish. Charlie Day's from America and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a pair of bickering scientists. Mm-hmm. They're great. Uh, the Hannibal Chow thing is Ron Perlman's a dealer in kaiju parts, so they want to get hold of something. So just, it's a weird little offset. I guess it's just to fill some time in between the robots beating on things, but robots beating on things is really cool. And the water looks amazing. No, I, I am um, quite surprised that uh, the movie doesn't have more buzz because it's, 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 it's a turf, it fits in that Armageddon shaped hole. It's the movie that. I would imagine pretty much every person is imagined as a child. Yeah. You know, and for that to finally be happening, I'm just surprised it's not breaking box office records. The, fa- the fact that it's the fact that it's not doing well, I mean, I find truly shocking. Although it is it is performing in Asia. Yeah. Which I'd be, you know, really surprised if it didn't. Why? Just robots and stuff. Well, because it's very Asian inspired. I mean, yeah. as much oh, yeah. as, as much as Del Toro likes to tell you that it's not. 
everything about this movie feels mm. very Asian, even down to the creature designs. Some of the robot, the creature designs, yeah, some of the robot designs as well, because I mean, like, maybe the Japanese... The concept itself the is... The Chinese one has a very... The concept itself is rooted in manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rooted in years and years of manga, and Del Toro's too smart to not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. The, the fact that he's not acknowledging that is a little weird. He doesn't want to get sued. Well, I mean, you don't have to be sued to say you were inspired. Well, maybe he knows he's inspired a little too much from something. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, the lawyers have expected me to say nothing here. Well, your movie's going out to the world anyway, yeah. so it's not like people aren't going to see this shit. And they do, they do have that. It's a multinational, different teams working together, which is cool. The movie's been, the movie opened very well in Asia, it opened very well in Mexico, and it opened very well in Russia. Wow. But it, uh, it is not doing well in the other European areas that it's been released although, although it hasn't been released in all the territories yet. no and um, Americans went crazy for Grown Ups 2 and, and Despicable Me Despicable Me this weekend so fuck those guys um, if you can go see it support your local it's, giant it's a, robot it's actually, it's actually not good in the sense when you think about it um, Pacific Rim is the third big budget non-sequel in a row to not open well yeah this summer yeah, this and summer. also it's a big gamble for Legendary because they put like 180 million yeah. I mean before million. this it was the Lone Ranger and before that it was White House Down yeah you know so it's like three big budget disappointments in a row it's, it's really bad because the way the, the, you know, is everyone just watching Big Brother in the US I mean they, they're doing other things well because people are the studios are making less movies now but the movies that they do make they're spending all that much more money on mm. so when they are taking gambles on original properties which, which we which reviewers in general like I mean we as people who have a movie podcast we're always bitching about that yeah. that there's not enough original ideas but on the rare occasion that these movies get out there whether we want to see them succeed or not the fact that they don't succeed means we're going to see less and less of them. It's going to be all fucking remakes and sequels and things based on TV shows and, you know... Existing property, low-risk existing properties. A two-hour version of a fucking Pink Floyd song or something. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be something that they feel has a built-in audience. There'll be No one's taking chances on original ideas anymore. Yeah. Well, hopefully the word of mouth carries. I mean, it did all right this first weekend. If it does better next, what's the next week? I mean, Turbo... It did a lot better internationally than it did domestically. Yeah. And, and once... and. And it's not, I mean, the, the best that we can hope for is a 50% drop. A hmm. uh, 50% drop, and if it stays leveled out at 50%, then there may, be, there may be a chance. But I wouldn't get excited for a sequel. Well, yeah, but and Guillermo, I did see a few things where he said he mentioned like they do have an idea for a sequel. So well, I'm sure he does. Cool. I'm sure he does. No one spends 200 fucking million dollars without an idea for a sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the idea is the studio gives me lots of money. <laughs> but, um... I think I should mention they, they actually built did you hear they built the sets like they built the cockpit sets and they were like mounted on gimbals uh -huh. so that when the robot gets hit the whole set tilts and then at certain points you know they're fighting in the Pacific they start pouring freezing cold water in their faces so you really you know it's not like uh, a friend of mine commented on my review on Nerdspan about saying how why didn't they just control it remotely it's like A there's no danger there's no drama but B, when you see, it actually ties it together a hell of a lot more instead of having like the bridge crew on the Enterprise shake about. When the Jaeger gets shoved in the face and you see the pilots fall over because the whole floor has actually moved. Mm -hmm. It's not just them going, oh, on a flat thing. Mm -hmm. They're actually falling in because they're going to fall out the side of the fucking thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really nice touch. It really brings the two outside and insides together. It's really well done. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Go see Pacific Rim. All right. No, I'm going to go. I'm going this weekend. Cool. Not opening weekend, though. <laughs> Alright, now moving on to... Uh, our joint review of... Yeah. Uh, before we get into our spoiler-filled review of Man of Steel. That's right, it's going to be a spoiler-filled review. Yeah, we're going to do a different Man of. 
Um, and this is uh, Man of Tai Chi, which is the directorial debut of actor-producer Keanu Reeves, who's been um, a little absent lately. Uh, he hasn't seemed, doesn't seem to have been doing much in front of the camera. The last film that he did was uh, Henry's Crime, and that was a film that, uh, that he produced through his company, Company Films. He's been starring in a lot of memes. Yeah, he's been st he's been starring in a lot of memes. Um, but it was uh, after it was while he was doing uh, post production on Henry's Crime that he got fascinated with the filmmaking process and then went on to produce Side by Side, which is a documentary that I really want to see that I haven't seen yet, which is all about um, you know shooting on film versus shooting on shooting on digital. Yeah. Um, he shot on digital for Man of Tai Chi, yeah. uh, which he explained was purely to do with budgetary reasons. Budgetary reasons is also the reason why he didn't. Uh, he didn't follow through with that uh, pr uh, proof of concept that we showed a few months ago in one of our older podcasts about this one particular camera rig he was thinking of using to capture some of the martial arts sequences. In the it was film. like a motion control rig, wasn't it? It was just something that where you could get the camera in, in areas where other, you otherwise wouldn't be able to if you actually had someone manning it. Like up the actor's ass. Yeah, there you go. And that did look very cool. That did look very cool, uh, that proof of concept, but they didn't go with that. Yeah. Um, so the story for Man of Tai Chi um, is it's about as simple as they come, really. I mean, it's a pretty simple like growth story of a character. Yeah, um, it, you know, it's, sports, it's, it's, a, martial, it's a martial arts coming of age tale. Yeah, you could you could say about this guy Tiger Chen, played by Tiger Chen, yeah. um, who is um, the the successor of an ancient form of Tai Chi, a six hundred year old uh, version of Tai Chi. Lin Lok Lok Lin Lo Yeah, just that. 21 generations, 600 years. <laughs> yes, 21 generations, 600 years. And Apparently because the, the Seifu only changes, only ch uh, trains one person at a time. Yeah. You know, it just looks better on camera. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one-to-one -one tuition. But basically, this guy, he's in a situation where he is, his life sucks, he's working two jobs, he's a delivery boy, who somehow has a really hot girl, very hot, successful girlfriend, but never mind. She's not his girlfriend, though. I think that grows over the course of the movie. I think he's just a delivery boy who's in there all the time. It's like, once she starts screaming at the mountains, then, then, you, know, then you know they're a couple. <laughs> but basically, this guy, yeah, his life Always sucks. Always asking a couple, have you been screaming? His life sucks, and he's trying to uh, promote the good name of Tai Chi through tournaments and stuff. Yeah. Um, Which Tai Chi is not usually a fighting martial art. No, it's not. It's not. So. But he's trying to change people's minds, to change people's perception of Tai Chi. But his Chi is not under control. No, it is not. No. And Keanu Reeves is the harbinger of doom. Yes. Keanu <laughs> Reeves is how a... to feed upon people whose Chi is not in control. Yeah, he's basically running an underground fight ring where it's to the death. Yeah, but and it's a little bit more than that. And don't, we shouldn't say more. Yeah, yeah. Because it's cool. I did like that that uh, that spin on it later. It's like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Um, what I mean, basically, in a nutshell, this is the it, this is like bloodsport. He's a tai chi expert. Yeah. He's a pretty he good tai chi, chi expert. But he loses his way and goes down a dark path and gets into an underground fight ring and just needs to beat the shit and out of a lot needs, of people. He just needs to remember his heritage and the love of a good woman. To this become is an even better Tai Chi movie. This is a really, really cool kung fu movie. Yeah, a uh, Tai Chi movie. Yeah, you know, but that and that's what it is. Yeah, and it doesn't really, it doesn't try. It's a very unpretentious film. Yeah, um, I mean, this is. Ex it's it, not the Matrix. It's not going to try too hard to impress you. It's like you're seeing the story. You, you mean we get a good bit of setup. It's just his life. Yeah, and all that's enjoyable. Yeah, because like you're you're with him when he's complaining to his boss about his shitty delivery job in Beijing. Yeah, yeah. you know he's delivering packages and there's the hot girl behind the counter who he kind of has a chat with, but you never know that might not be going anywhere, especially yeah. when the boss calls him out on it. Yeah, and dealing with his family and it's just 
really cute, and then you see the little fights. I mean, the, the more interesting story behind the film is actually who has brought this to the screen. Yeah. You know, that, that is actually the real story. Well, there was two uh, Chinese or Hong Kong-based production companies in the title. Uh, Chinese. Chinese, yeah. yeah two of them. You, so. you mean you had Village Roadshow yeah. Asia, um, and, uh, and you had the China Film Group. Yeah. And uh, Keanu Reeves, his his uh, production company, Company Films, has actually yeah. uh, signed like a multi-picture deal with the China Film Group to do to develop more films in China. Cool. Because um, this is a this is a multi this is half this it's almost fifty fifty Chinese English. It's trilingual. It's um, it's Mandarin, Cantonese, and English, yeah. and it's probably forty percent in English. Mm. Like 40% in English and then... 30-30. Yeah, 30-30 Mandarin. All of the scenes that are in Hong Kong are in Cantonese and all the stuff that's in Beijing is in Mandarin. Yeah. Um, and it's very clearly subtitled, thank you. Yes. yes <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no messing around there. Um, but there's, there's something about this movie that feels charmingly old school. Mm. Um, it feels, it feels like, like a Hong Kong movie from the 80s, 90s. Yeah, yeah. And, 2000s, in, and in every sense of the word. Now that... Now that should be a very clear indicator to you as, as to whether or not this is a film you think you may or may not enjoy. Yeah. Because it is a very niche film. Yeah, it's not Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. No, it's not in... I mean, it does have some flourishes here and there, but it's not an art film. I mean, this is no. a this is a balls-to-the-wall kung fu competition film. Yeah. It's the kind of movie that... He's got to fight a load of guys. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That should be the tagline. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Fight. But what sort of guys. separates this movie from the kind of movies you're thinking of yeah. is that it actually good. it actually takes a cue from its title. It actually does. There's some the the element of Tai Chi, what Tai Chi is about. This is a film that actually makes an attempt to explore that. Yeah, and that's what sets it apart. It's his power versus his balance. Yeah, <laughs> and and everything, even down to the way the 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 end credits come up. It's very. There's something. This is different. That this is a movie that aspires to be something just a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, this would be the point where normally the Rage Against the Machine tune would kick, or, or Foo Fighters tune would kick in, and the credits yeah. would roll. Come on, but um. In this, it's just, it kind of, there's some gentle music starts to play and you start getting a nice building top view of Beijing. Yeah. It's cool. And uh, and another thing that's, I mean, there is some wire work, but very, very minimal. Yeah, it's very, very it's almost like the Jason Bourne of martial arts films. The camera is not as close as the Bourne movies, but, but that's you can good. see But you could just see more. Yeah, it's like just Pacific, Pacific Rim is the same. It's all very visible. It's just like, it's so much better. I mean, some of the Bourne movies, there was one in particular where he did something with a small scissors. I never knew what it was because it happened too fast and it wasn't Paul Greengrass directing. It was the other guy. Right. So it looked, you couldn't see what happened. <laughs> Pacific Rim makes sure that when the Jaegers got one of the ali- uh, the kaiju by the head, the head frond and is just wailing on him, which is, I mean, it's very wrestling. Mm-hmm. But you can see it. They pull out for that clear shot. You're not getting a knuckle eye view or some stupid thing like that. It's like, very clearly, this thing is pounding on this thing. Yeah. And there was the, the design and the outfits and the music and stuff like this was cool and well you didn't get that confused between who's who and each fight was quickly delineated and there's a lot of fights yeah there's a lot of fights because he's got his like legal competition going on and then his illegal one slowly yeah. getting worse and worse and worse yeah I mean yeah there's, 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 there's a lot of kung fu in this I mean like uh, Keanu Reeves wasn't joking when he said that there was a lot of there was a lot of kung yeah. fu in it there is a lot of kung fu in it and it's very entertaining yeah so yeah I, I would recommend I mean if you're a kung fu movie fan and particularly if you're a, a kung fu movie fan that is familiar with the uh, the genre of the 70s and the 80s, I would definitely recommend this. Hmm. And if you're a fan of Keanu Reeves in any way, shape, or form, you should definitely go and see this. There are three moments in it where he is. He, I mean, he plays the stereotype 
but like plus plus. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I would expect Keanu to do this. I would not. I would expect someone who knew they were Keanu to do this other thing. Yeah, and she as goes, a result, the entire. I mean, it was a small. It was most of the people on the screen this morning. No, no. no. But everyone like laughed out loud at it. Yeah, yeah. And he just he take he seems to take the piss out of himself. He is the villain. We should just say that up front. Yeah, it's he's not it's not anyway. And, yeah. and and it suits him. And when he came out with the mask on, I thought they were going to go for a a whole stunt guy fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just knocked off straight away and he yeah. just runs off. Yeah. <laughs> so that you can see later, you can definitely see it's him. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, and, and he equips himself... Very well. Pretty damn His well. mid-fight screaming is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and gurning. No, I mean, there are there are going to be these are going to be photos from this that would be memes that like you know yeah, like yeah. impossible brewer would be like get that away. I mean, it, but the thing is, is that he's too he's too clever to not know what he's doing. Yeah, because it's only there's, it could have been the whole if it was the whole way through it would be like oh my god Eric Roberts is in this. Yeah, but as it is, it's like but these are very carefully planned moments. Yeah. And, and as the director, you can't not be aware of it. Yeah. You know, so like when you're getting the actor to do a Keanu hesitation prompt. And the actor is Keanu, and you're also the director. You know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was. I mean, I was surprised that everyone laughed that hard. There's a few weird giggles earlier, like it's just like this poor guy's a schmuck. <laughs> and then, but then just Keanu does something, and everyone just like this is awesome. <laughs> and the weird announcer girl deserves a mention as well. There's no, this the- weird Chinese girl announces the fights, and she's absolutely terrible. Her delivery is flat. Yeah, it's crazy. We have the man of Tai Chi versus these two guys over here. It's insane. It's (laughs) fucking funny. And it's one of those things where you're thinking to yourself and you're looking at everything and there's no way this can't be on purpose. Yeah. And that's what makes it even funnier. Because especially if you've you've spent time in Asia, you recognize those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just funny as fuck. Was it the, the... Fish taste pork? Oh yeah, pork F- taste. Fish taste pork? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the? There's a oh, few little like with, with Chinese rice? cultural gags. With rice? <laughs> rice? Oh, I'm hungry, man. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's well worth a watch. Um, that'll get a release here next week, and the UK, US, we're not sure what's going to get released yet. Well, it's uh, it's already been released in China and in Australia and Singapore. Okay. Uh, so. And uh, it's been bought up by the Weinstein Company, so it's supposed to be getting a U.S. release at some point. They just haven't uh, they haven't made any official dates yet. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, with that, we'll move on to our spoiler-filled Man of Steel podcast. We've been off, so we didn't get a chance to do a show when this came out, but it's time to do it now. So if you haven't seen Man of Steel yet, I urge you to go see it, and also uh, pause it here, and you can download later once you've listened to it. What are you talking about? So here's our spoiler review, review. review of Man of Steel. For Man of Steel. Now, for those of you who have been living under a fucking rock since 1920, <laughs> uh, welcome, like, welcome to the world of tomorrow. I hope that you uh, didn't leave anything behind in your underground lair, and uh, I hope you settle into the life in the 21st century. There's this dude called Superman. Yeah. The last time Superman was on screen was when Brian Singer directed Superman Returns, a movie that um, I'm very super stalker. That I very publicly hated for quite a long time. Did you hate it? I didn't hate it, but I was just very let down by it. Yeah, it's getting people are looking back and there's a lot of articles online saying it wasn't a flop. It made money, just not enough to guarantee a sequel. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not that bad. A lot of people doing a lot of defense no, but articles. Also, no, but also, no one was clamoring for a sequel. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, at least with Man of Steel, whether you liked it or not, you'd like to see them do more, do more with that, with that, with that world. You know, yeah. the the whole thing with Superman Returns was that it was a continuation of the Dick Donner stuff. So it's like we've already had this. But, but not only that, nothing happens. Superman doesn't do anything super. <laughs> he lives Krypton. I mean, he saves that fucking plane. That's about it. Even Lex Luthor kicks his ass. Kumar fucking stabs him in the back. Kevin Spacey kicks his ass. And Kumar stabs him in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Harold? Exactly right. I mean, you didn't really give us anything to go with here. No one was clamoring for it. No one walked out of Superman Returns going, Punching the oh air. my god, that was amazing. Didn't you love the bit with the superpowered kid? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Steve Dave. <laughs> yeah, so, it was unfortunate. So I was very, very excited when I found out that um, my excitement to this, with this movie is entirely to do with Zack Snyder. Mm. Very little to do with Nolan. Mm. Um, bec- Even less to do with Goyer. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like Goyer, like he's really, doing. He keeps. He hangs out with cool guys. He, he does, I think he's he, gotten away with shit. He, he does what he can. You yeah. know what I mean? But the and and my favorite things about this movie are entirely to do with Zack Snyder as well. Mm. You know, I the Nolan bits that I thought would drag this movie down drag this movie down. But which bits do you think of the Nolan bits? You know, the, the the Nolan bits in the sense that this all the parts that looked like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those bits. Those bits. <laughs> that wasn't Zack Snyder's fault. <laughs> this is the thing people are saying. Like, there is an awful lot of slow, quiet moments, but they're slow, quiet moments in a Zack Snyder way. You know, yeah. like the, the flag flowing in the wind and all that. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. you can't imagine Nolan doing this. Mm. It's like Zack Snyder, someone told him, like, no, no, um, no slow mo, do something that you think is arty, but you're not allowed to use slow mo. Yeah. And he was like, oh shit, pointed at washing. There's very little slow-mo in this. Yeah. And when he does use slow-mo, it's effective as all hell. All hell. You know? So we should just say, so the reinvention they've done this time is the first 12 fucking minutes of the movie is on Krypton. Yes. And uh, it's cool. It's cool. The, they all seem to be colorblind. The, the, the jury's out on, on flying dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> wing, yeah, the multi-wing. Like, Jor-El is a bit of an action hero. He's not just a scientist. Yeah, and, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Lara's a bit of a wet blanket. A little bit. I know. The, the girls aren't really very impressive in this, except no. for um, uh, Fiora. Yeah. Fiora's pretty badass. Ursa, you mean? Yeah. yeah Ursa's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's Ursa. Anyway, everyone who's seen Superman 2, she's fucking Ursa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they do have a big, like, there's a bit of en- enmity between uh, Jor-El and Michael Shannon Zod, and they get a little bit of what's going on there, which is nicely done. Yeah. Um, Lara seems cold, heartless bitch. Yeah. Um, Jor-El dies before the end of Krypton which is a nice it's an interesting twi- spin on things and they introduce this Jor-El's an action hero because diving in the baby pool what the fuck was that about like that's the why did, did it well, that, imagine the guy who has to clean that place yeah how does he get down there no that's something that uh, again I mean uh, what, <laughs> there's some Goyerisms and Nolan, Nolanisms in this movie where you can just see them sitting at a desk thinking, God, we're so clever. <laughs> you know, and, and Would you like was, another, sher- another sherry? Oh, yes, go on then. And that was one of them. This whole idea that um, the, the, the huge deal, what makes Kal-El so unique is that he is the first natural Kryptonian birth in, in generations. Yeah, and, and, and he's also, they're, they're, most of them are usually coded for a set purpose, which is the dumbest idea ever. Yeah. But he has no purpose. Yeah. Therefore, he has to, he can come up with his own. Yeah. And... Although, cool. although uh, I did like how they they sort of used that whole idea to justify something at the end. Yeah. The the, the whole idea about people from of, of uh, Kryptonians only being programmed for one particular thing. With with regards to a certain Mister Z. Yes. Yeah, and, and no, he he has a line where he explicitly says something related to that, and it's yeah. like, 
that makes sense. And that yeah. actually justifies Kalel's actions. Yes, it does. It does. It does. Although a lot of people have uh, hated on him, lost their shit over him. Yeah, because you might not like this if it's not the Superman you're thinking of. But the thing is, he's not the Superman we're all thinking of. They've added some ruffles to try and make it so that it is an origin story again. Yeah. He has been cool in saving people. He yeah. just hasn't been Tom Welling. Yeah. Um, all his adventures are now gone. Um, but he has been doing bits and pieces but he's still like it's it's what happens when in Superman 1 he walks off and then gets to the Fortress of Solitude it's how he gets to that point yeah. and what happens in between although his learning at the hands of Jor-El didn't take too long I thought that was a bit rapid yeah, yeah. but anyway he uh, you know he knows he finds out he's an extraterrestrial his dad tells him it's either cut between modern day and the past yeah so which is a point it's a nice way of doing it because the original Superman no, did no, the I, whole I really, I really like that um, yeah. because that, that was something that I was kind of dreading it's like oh fuck I don't want to sit through the fucking origin story here we go again. again you know so the fact that they kept jumping back and forth I actually like that a lot Kevin Costner just steals the movie as he far as he everyone, every, he's now everybody's dad you know I mean it, he has uh, you know, there's just something about him that's just so fucking American. He's just gravitas. Yeah. He is a living Bruce Springsteen album. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is a fucking album cover. <laughs> but with that, I mean, there's some, there's some... Oh, hang on, this is a spoiler cast. Yeah. There's some quirks there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. fucking like... I mean, I've heard other podcasts take the piss out. I was like, hey, 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 you got your powers, but don't save anyone. Yeah. Like, but that, I, I, what, what, I, what is that supposed to do? Let him die? Yeah, maybe. maybe. It's like, <laughs> what do you do now? Well, now I gotta go to kill all those guys because you should let them die. <laughs> you know? There's a little bit of a weird there. Whereas the, um, what was his name in the first one? John Ford. John Ford, yeah, Ford. Yeah. He was a real, it's, I mean, because the whole Superman thing comes from his parents. Yeah. So it's gotta be inspired. Yeah. And if he was inspired by anything by uh, John, or George? John Ford. Uh, no, uh, Kent. John, John Kent. Kent. Anyway, Kent. <laughs> if, he was, if, he was, if he was inspired to do anything, it would be to live underground in a hole and never talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, there is some attempt to try and, because we live in a much more cynical world now, so they are trying, there is some attempt to try and contemporize it in that regard. Yeah. You know, like if we found someone today, what would you do, you know? Uh, and but, I did like that, the whole humanity aspect of it. Yeah, but the one thing that they is did, that, and, and they play up that with regards to, he will inspire us, not fix us. Yes. And I really like the way they have that running through the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Um, but <laughs> but in that, I mean, aside from that, the story stays pretty much the same. I mean, this is about Superman revealing himself to the world. Yeah. That is what this story is. And it's not as easy as just doing uh, solving a few crimes and catching a helicopter in Metropolis this time. It's like he's being seen... Lois Lane is on, knows about him. It's not. It's not as much in the trailer where it says one of the trailers where like he's. She's, it seems like she's been stalking him or following him. So, well, yeah, but but something that I thought was interesting uh, that I kind of liked was that uh, he reveals himself because he's forced to. Yes. You know, and uh, that was interesting. Yeah, like Zod comes to Earth and it's full on Independence Day yeah. style. It's a. It's an interesting thing they've done. They realize they need to blend it with something else, so they blend it with an alien invasion movie. Yeah. Because yeah. there's this whole, like, there's a signal coming down. It's basically a lot like V for a little while. It is, it is, it it's is. Like a, it's like an even more modern day V, because the signals they send are all weird, and you can't see Zod exactly, and people are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And, and that I find, to, and that I thought was something that actually worked quite well. Yeah. Uh, it gave him a real reason. The only problem is that when they did that, is that they automatically make Lois Lane complete damsel in distress. She did get well damseled. Yeah. She, she started off pretty strong. She did. I mean, they she find started the, off pretty strong. They find the, as soon as Zod came down... Well, as soon as she got shot in the shoulder by that little Mike Whippy thing. Oh, it's okay. When Zod comes down, she's tissue paper. You know, yeah. the man steal a woman with tissue paper. There's not much you can do with her apart from hide her somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just... 
if I can kill those sorted um, but I did like that she's like on the trail of something and they think there's a UFO up in the Arctic and Clark falls into abuse when that, that scene that's in the trailer with his dad saying you know can I just be your son it's like mm-hmm. oh, he mm-hmm. always are you know yeah. fucking, you are my son fucking <laughs> buckets in the third row of the background I was just like that and when he pushes the when he pushes the boat or the bus out of the water yeah, yeah, yeah. and then turns around dies back in you're like where's he going and then throws the kid Pete Ross is a fat ginger kid in this <laughs> then a black kid like he was in Smallville I was like what that's not Pete Ross oh he works in IHOP but um, <laughs> that was just like the music yeah Music's great for the gym, although you get really tired really fast. <laughs> it builds up slowly, but uh, Hans Zimmer's score for this is, I love that. Yeah, no, the score is It's just like you're punching the air as he's like doing shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very glad that uh, they went with something completely original and they didn't try to be a slave to the original John Williams score, which Brian Singer was. Yeah, he, opening credits were the same almost. Yeah, yeah. So in that regard, um, no, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this film. A lot of people have come down on this movie because... You know, even though we've talked a lot about character and we've talked a lot about things that we like, compared to Batman, for example, there weren't that there aren't that many character beats, mm. and uh, there are some complaints that, like uh, Chiron. Chiron is a very big, uh, is a friend of ours who's been on the show a couple of times, and he's a big comic book fan. Uh-huh. And his whole thing with comic book movies is like, look, chances are I've read the comics that they're based on. Yeah. So the, there's in terms of spoilers, there's nothing really to surprise me. Mm. All I really care about is do they get the character right. And I don't feel they got the character right. He did. He didn't feel they they, they nailed the character. There's a Ralph Garman from the Kevin Smith podcast as well. They did yeah. a, a long lengthy argument because he had the exact same position. It's like he should be what we aspire to. Him, they kind of. It's not really spelled out like that. He's becoming the person we'll aspire to. Mm. Um, if they maybe laid it down a little heavier, those people would be okay with it because they know the next movie he's going to be the big boy scout. Even if they did say that, I mean, because I think they laid that down pretty, pretty, I think, I think they laid that down pretty thick and it didn't bug me, mm. you know, because there's something about, I mean, these days you just automatically assume that this is just chapter one. Yeah. And... You know, all of the things that people were bitching about are exactly the thing. Are exactly the thing. I mean, like I, for years, anyone who listens to this podcast know that all I have wanted in a Superman movie is that I just want. I'm sick to death of people trying to turn Superman into this fucking emotional fucking cripple. You know, I mean, the fact that he's because he's such a Boy Scout, people don't know what to do with him. Everyone forgets the fact that this guy can destroy shit. At the blink of an eye, yeah, and that has never been fully realized, never except in DC animation. It's just that Justice League character. I think I posted it on the site now six times when we bring it up, where he just yeah. he says the speech where he lives like he feels like he lives in a word made out of tissue paper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's afraid of breaking something at all times. But with you, Darkseed, I can finally let loose. And then he punches him through six skyscrapers, and exactly. you geek on everywhere. Exactly. And, and we were talking about this when the first trailer yeah. came out. And, and you watch this, you watch that cartoon, and that's all you're thinking of is like, shit. If this, this, this is what a Superman movie should be. And then it was that for 25 minutes. And you know what? I fucking loved every minute of it. I mean. Metropolis gets torn to shit. And, and then Perry White has the audacity to say at the end, he saved us. <laughs> like, you know, you five are okay. <laughs> you know, but everyone's complaining about what about the collateral damage? For fuck's sake, will you faggots just get a grip? <laughs> you are the same people who were bitching about the last few Sp- Superman movies. Who Not having fucking, a fight. Who were fucking you know, jerking yourselves off watching Justice League Unlimited and now you're bitching about collateral damage I don't understand fuck fuck you guys dude <laughs> I think the movie's awesome just for that reason just for that reason it was exactly what I wanted do- I've seen sensitive Superman movie 
I've seen it. Yeah. We have it. It's there for it's us to watch. To ignore. We want. <laughs> I don't want that. I want balls to the wall. Hit someone through fucking skyscrapers. Has skyscrapers fall down on people. Collateral damage. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> if superheroes were real and... and well, did you find and, it a little wary? Like, after a while? No. I mean, because I, I thought it wasn't as inventive. It kind of... There was some bits that were... It was all dark as well. And there was, when they're cutting... They, they did cut between CG little models and their guys, which helped a lot. No, not really. It didn't get... It didn't get tiresome. It I mean, a little bit. I, I thought it ended abruptly. Yeah. I would have liked more. I would have I would have liked a little bit more of a wrap up at the end. The wrap up was terrible. You know, again, uh, spoiler cast. So like, it cuts from him being anguished, right, and then it cuts to him destroying the satellite and being like, ah ah ah. Yep. Which is like, yep. It seems yep. like a tack on from the studio. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The the uh, the wrap up at the end, um, I felt was I felt a little deflated. I did like the Daily Planet one. Yes, I did like that. Welcome to the planet was lovely. And they've completely, you know... It's a great last line. And it's a great idea. Lois knows he's fucking... Yeah, and, no, and, and, that's something, and that's something that people have issues with as well, that I have no issues with whatsoever. Because every, we've, we've done the fucking... Lois is an idiot. Yeah. The story for 75, 80 years now. <laughs> Where she can't figure it out. Yeah. So it doesn't make... You know, she's supposed to be a hotshot reporter. Yeah. There is a nice there's, some nice, there's only some small bits of humor in this, but the bit where it's like, alert, 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 warning, and it's Lois doesn't know how to put toner in the printer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's quite nice. That's quite funny. Yeah. One thing I will say that I thought was kind of weird was Michael Shannon's, I, I liked him in the role, Yeah. but why is this guy from New York? <laughs> yeah, all the, all the Kryptonians are from like, England. different places, like it wasn't, it's not, what was the, the, the scientist guy is based on someone from the comics as well. It's not, it's like, it's not Marvel, it's, but it's one of those idiot names, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a well-known, like, Kryptonian science guy. But he's like, fucking Latverian or something, you know what I mean? He's got, like, Middle Eastern accents, and Pharaoh doesn't really talk. No, but she's and, cool. And like there's the non, there's a big dude in, yeah. the, in the Kryptonian armor who seems to be completely CG. Yeah. Never takes his helmet off. No, never <laughs> talks. Never talks. It's like, what's that? Why isn't it? Why isn't that a character? What's going on there? The irony is, it was probably cheaper to hire an actual actor yeah. than it was to CG that fucker. There was some of those scenes, I mean, uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters was saying like he really enjoyed how he's seen cars go from not to 60 directly in front of you. And he said they captured the speed of that quite well. For my eyes, some bits were off, but like the fight between Fiora and the non and Superman or whatever his name was, and Superman, was like, she was moving very rapidly between spots and then hitting shit. But, the Kryptonians are cool and heavy. They were badass. And I did like that last seat, uh, last fight, where Zod was a... I mean, it was that there wasn't enough... Did you have an issue with Superman killing? No. I didn't either. Because he had no choice. He had no fucking choice. Exactly. And, he, and he screamed a scream of anguish. Yeah. We just needed one more... No, don't! The people earlier on... He, one... he did shot quite a bit in this. Yeah, a lot of anger. What do you think of flying? I liked it. Because the flying... He learns how to fly by leaping, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, we should say Henry Cavill's pretty good Superman, although he's built. He's built like a brick shit house. That, that like that 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 scene where he's uh, he's fucking running away shirtless and he's stealing clothes. Yeah. As someone running through trees. As, as as someone who goes to the gym. He looks like the tick. You're just you're just looking at it and like, uh, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> my my wife was just like his peck is the you're, size you're, of you. Like you just, if you just went into a fetal position, it's his peck. My wife was just like, sorry, but you're dead to me right now. You just have to wipe the drool off her. <laughs> she's she's like he's abnormally good looking. <laughs> <laughs> he's so handsome. He doesn't, he doesn't get an awful lot to do for most of it because he's not he's he's on his own. 
Yeah. Like talk, you know, fighting fire or talking to the ghost robot. But, but robot I, I, ghost I read guy. about I read about what his fucking diet was and oh yeah, there's been a lot on that. It's like holy shit, it shows. <laughs> He makes Captain America look small. But he's going through women like Superman these days. Is he? Ever since, because he was dating Gina Carano, dude. Really? And I was like, holy shit, I want this man's life. (laughs) And then he, and then that didn't work out. And then he was dating Penny from the Big Bang Theory. And I was like, holy shit, I really want this guy's life. And now he's, now that's ended too. Oh. Yeah. And he's English. He's probably going to fucking fuck Wonder Woman Have you heard of him interviewed or speaking? I have, I have, I have. It's funny. He sounds gay. Yeah. It was good though. He was good. Uh, Kryptonians. Yeah, I mean, either way, regardless. Michael Stern is cool though. He's like, he's a very different Zod from Terrence Stamp. Oh yeah. And he's eyeball rollingly great. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I will find her, Lara. I will, I will find him. I will. I will find him. I really will find. Him. I will really, really find him. He goes on for way too long in that speech. It's great. And he's just, he's just like, is that too much, Zach? No, no, no. Keep no, going. No, no. Keep, keep going. going. Keep it's going. digital. It's digital. We can, we'll edit it later. Edit it. Edit that in harder. I will find him. Yeah. He's just like every his whole. He doesn't have a vein that bulges in his forehead. His whole being bulges. You know what took me out of the movie? That Law and Order fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that special victims unit. What's fucker. his name? Christopher uh, Maloney. Maloney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he popped up in that. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's like, hey, it's the guy from Law and Order and the guy from the West Wing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like watching that. And, like, and the chick from the Muppets. <laughs> Look, it's the fucking Robber Stopper skinhead. Yeah. And Robin Hood, which one? Both of them. <laughs> oh, shit. But it was nice that they worked together. And also, what was it? The Kryptonians don't seem to have, like, basic technical language for, like, turn on the thingy. It's like, unleash the world engine. Everything's named awesomely. Yeah. Uh, I did like Russell Crowe's bit as well. Russell Crowe gets a lot more to do than Marilyn Brando did for his one million dollars. Yeah. Like he he basically turns up as a hologram, but like when he's doing the door thing, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's, it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking to Amy Adams like, "Move your head, Woof! all this shit." It's great. <laughs> oh, it's pretty cool. <sighs> and who would have thought that after getting out of the Matrix, that Morpheus would run a newspaper? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he got he got very little to do apart yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. apart from look miserable as the gravity wave came. That effect was cool. The yeah. I want that as my ringtone. And Lawrence Fishburne's put on some weight. Yeah. What do you, you, did you ever see him in CSI? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's big in that. Yeah, well, he was, he was big in Matrix Reloaded as well. He wasn't going shirtless in that one. No. <laughs> Never nude. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, he did, I mean, it's little lines like all that stuff, all those haters, not help, it doesn't help that they're standing in the ruins of a city, everyone but 10 people are dead, and he says, he saved us. He fights for us. He fights for us. <laughs> No, what was it? This man is not our enemy. Just going back. That's to again. It's like fuck yeah. Just going back. Going back to. Uh, just going back to Man Type G for a second. Like that. That bit when um, when Keanu gets his fight, and you're like, yeah, nobody fucks with Neo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you owe Neo a life. You owe me a life. <laughs> what was it that man? Was it start the show? Start yeah. the show. Let the show. Begin. Begin. And he's not being dubbed, he just talks like that. <laughs> I got a big laugh. Uh, um, no, like one, one laugh that I, re- that I really liked was... Uh, from Manatai Chi. No, no, yeah, from Manatai Chi was in, in the tournament. It was like, what kind of style was that? And it was like, his own. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it was also like, what does that mean? It's like, it is a hard style in it's a like, soft way. But it's, no, but that's not possible. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, guy, the guy looks at him that, the camera's just left running just that little bit too long there's a lot of venerable old Chinese actors <laughs> looking actors and like, there's a couple of guys like I mean his master the guy you know um, Keanu Reeves second in command yeah 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 doesn't, he has one line in the whole movie yeah. go that's it <laughs> yeah. he doesn't say anything else he, he probably just, doesn't speak any English he just looks <laughs> over and nods or like nods just sagely he's got this mad micro beard and just like snappy dresser I thought there was going to be a fight with him. I thought he was going to be a mid-bo- mid-level boss. Yeah, I thought there might be a fight with him as well. Yeah, but he just kind of disappeared. But it's, it's cool. It's like mute psych. <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe was pretty good in Man of Steel. Uh, Michael Shannon, yeah. Amy Adams, what do you think of Amy Adams as a Lois Lane? Um, I mean, before before the alien invasion storyline kicked in and she became like Dazzle in Distress, I thought she was fine. Mm. You know, she. I mean, she wasn't hot enough. Yeah. You know, but she was cute. She had that tough sort of, tough chicky sort of uh, look going on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that. And I like Amy Adams. I mean, if you like the actress, you'll like her. You exactly. Know? Better than um, Kate Bosworth. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> Kate, Kate Bosworth was just bland as shit. And, and and that's not her fault. I wasn't in love with Diane Lane as Pac, Ma Kent. She's too young still. I liked her. Did they put some age makeup on her and stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I, I liked her. It was great when, you know, Gazal turns up at her house and Superman just like... Delays the fuck like it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, deaf kid fucking strong on him, <sighs> just like wailing on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you thought you could threaten my mother. <laughs> it's like he's fucking well on at that point. Like Soup's loses his cool a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's I, that was great. I thought just like flying along, holding Zod's head into the ground at like Mach four. Yeah, it's yeah. great. No, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly, what's the problem? I get it just went on for a little bit longer yeah. than I needed. No, I mean the movie. And then the wrap up at the end, you're like, whoa. No, it's no, like no. someone's giving you half a steak and then they throw some custard in your face. Yeah, no, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't pleased with the wrap up. And you know, it is lacking in character development in places. But honestly, it's the first one. I just didn't care. And they're pretty much guaranteed for a second one now. That's got been greenlit, and there's rumors of the JLA. But did you see all the shoutouts to? I didn't see the Wayne. There's a Wayne logo from the Dark Knight movies on yeah. the satellite. Yeah, there is. And LexCorp is like yes. the truck. LexCorp's everywhere. Yeah. Which I do hope they go with the cartoon Superman Lex, which is like he's an accomplished businessman. The Superman. I got the Man of Steel comic was on sale on Comicsology around the time of the release of the movie. That's well. what sucks is that I don't want to see Lex Luthor. I mean, yeah. there's so many villains. So Brainiac. There's so many fucking villains. I want a cool choose. Brainiac. You know, or, yeah, Bra- Bra- I'd go with Brainiac, or just go, go full-on Bizarro or some shit. Bizarro would work, but you need you kind of might need Lex for Bizarro. I mean, the way they're working the stories these days is he's an imperfect clone of Superman. Yeah. Made by Lex. Yeah, uh, right. But there's even someone, I saw a Slash Film had, like, five characters who could turn up in a Marvel Universe, a DC Universe movie, and there's, like... Blaze Comics is on the side of the building when they're flying towards each other. This is so fucking obscure. I didn't even know this. Um, and Blaze Comics is the comic that puts out Booster Gold Comics. All right. Yeah. In the in universe, they're like his sponsors. So that was just like, yeah, you're clutching straws there, mate. I think he just put it in there for fun. <laughs> but yeah, I would recommend this movie regardless. I yeah. mean, whether you love it or hate it, you should see it. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering, like, is it the recession? So people went to Man of Steel instead of going... It's like saving their money. That's like that's their movie for the month. They're not going to go for Pacific Rim or go for those Lone Rangers. We haven't seen Lone Ranger yet, but have you seen? Have you know anyone who's seen it? No. Yeah. No. Because it's already it, it was down well, before well, it was well, anything. Well, Lone Ranger. I mean, the one thing that Lone Ranger and White House Down have in common is that they both movies were not very well reviewed. Hmm. 
so it's not. Okay, I didn't see the reviews. Pacific Rim is the first like well-reviewed film that hasn't done well. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, Lone Ranger has not been getting good reviews at all. Okay. They say that tonally it's all over the place. Uh. Um, and um, White House Down could have suffered from you know Olympus has fallen. Yeah, which is the first one. Olympus has fallen. Yeah, Olympus has fallen. <laughs> but uh, also, you saw you, we talked about this in the last podcast that the tone change between the first Olympus has fallen trailer and the second. Yeah, the first one's all like no, that was White House Down. Was it White House? No, it was. Hang on. No, yeah. no, it was White House. The Down. second one's White House Down. Yeah, yeah, second house. So, so this, the first White House Down trailer was quite serious. Yes, it was all like, like choppers and slow mo. Yeah. And, and then the second White House Down trailer it was, was fucking buddy cop movie. Buddy it was cop fucking Starsky and Hutch at the White House. Yeah, yeah. With with the president with Obama hanging at the side of his fucking limo with the rocket launcher. Yeah, and I'm to be honest with you, I'm not surprised it yeah. didn't do well. It yeah. looked stupid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looked like big dumb fun. Yeah. And that's v- and that's a gamble. Big Dumb Fun is a gamble. Mm. These days... These, 21 these, Jump Street was Big Dumb Fun is kind of dumb fun. No, but that was a comedy. Yeah. White House Down didn't look like a comedy. Suddenly you see the trailer and it's like, oh, this is a comedy? Yeah. You know, and the way the way things are in the country, do you want to see your fucking... Pre- the, the president being portrayed, especially if it's a black president? Yeah. Do you really want to think that like he's this fucking... Action hero. Action hero <laughs> or fucking like... Well, you know... <laughs> It's weird. At, at least Olympus has fallen took itself seriously. They take the idea of it seriously. I, I think it's it's really weird. When it comes to taking over the White House, I think you can only go comedy if it's aliens. Yeah. When when you can divorce yourself from the reality of it because the cut because the because America is just not in a good place. No. And so I think the once you start to make a joke of that, if the if the president was white, I think it might make a difference. But because they made Jamie Foxx the president, I think it's just a little too close to home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need some guy with a pompadour who's like with a Texan accent. Something like that, yeah. you know, like like make fun of George Bush. We'll forgive you. <laughs> you know, uh, Lone Ranger. I could have told you this movie was gonna bomb <laughs> ages ago. I've had zero interest in this movie. Even if this movie was making all kinds of money, I still wouldn't have any interest in watching. I'm gonna go see it though. I think there's a huge generation gap with Lone Ranger. I think it's three or four. Yeah. Like we only know it because it was on in black and fucking white. Yeah. Like you only know the high hopes over away. That's it. Yeah. You know. That, and all the jokes about you know Tonto being the one who has to deal with shit. You know, we we know what he looks like, and you know we know his his catchphrase, but that's about it. Yeah. Beyond that, we don't. White Zorro, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so and 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 Pacific Rim. I think part of the problem is that it's it's robots and monsters, and 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 it's and it's a problem that that's a problem. And as many people as uh, as as many people as there are who find that interesting and, and, and exciting and amazing there's a lot of people that are like oh so it's Transformers versus Godzilla uh, can't be fucked yeah because this is the thing after this they will never make a Neon Genesis Neon Genesis Evangelion no. live action movie because it unless this makes had makes a ton of movie as it goes along they'll say right we need something similar but if it's like it comes along years later it's like well it has that kind of sync link thing and all this kind of like mind shit so it's pretty much the same movie you know lazy stereotypical Hollywood executive yeah. would not see the difference yeah there you go. There you go. That's our reviews for this week. We'll finish off the Malaysian and US box office top 10 in Malaysia. <laughs> Starting at number 10. At number 10, it's Monsters University. I didn't get a chance to see this. No, me, not yet. It's a Pixar uh, number, movie. You'll, you'll love it. Number 9, World War Z. Again, the, the third act seems to be quite different because it's completely written differently. It's from a different writer, but uh, it's supposed to be 
be all right. It's not worth the derision it's getting. If you're one of those people that is uh, always upset about how movies don't resemble the novel, you may not want to watch this. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Blind Detective. It's a Chinese movie. Yep. Number seven, White House Down. Number six, Tales in the Dark Part One. Number five, The Rooftop. Number four, The Lone Ranger. Number three, Singam Two. Number two, Despicable Me Two. Number one, Pacific Rim. It's doing well in Malaysia. It's doing very well in Asia. Yeah. And uh, the box office results in America. Number 10, Man of Steel. Number 9, Kevin Hart. Let me explain. Number what eight, the hell is that? It's a stand-up show. Oh, okay. Stand-up concert. Uh, number 8, White House Down. Number 7, World War Z. Number 6, Monsters University. Number 5, The Lone Ranger. Dropping like a rock. Number 4, The Heat. I've yeah. heard this is actually pretty funny. Really? The trailer looked abysmal. Um, I haven't seen it. I've heard that it's pretty funny, but the person that I heard it from uh, has no interest in watching Pacific Rim. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. Maybe Number it's not. three, Pacific Rim. Number two, Grown Ups 2. What the fuck? Number one, Despicable Me 2. Yeah. So, we'll leave you there. We'll hopefully be on a more regular occurrence for the next while, and we'll have loads of San Diego Comic Con news next week. What the fuck? Thanks a lot. <laughs> Good night. Good night.